Martin mentioned there Psalm 100, and we're going to be spending a little bit more time in that later. But we're going to take the opportunity to read that together now. I thought what might be nice, uh, help keep us warm in the hall and uh, connect with you guys at home, is if maybe we read that together out loud. Uh, So the words are going to come up on the screen, and you can read them along with me. Uh, We're not allowed to sing, but we are allowed to speak. So uh, the words will come up, and uh, I'll read, and if you read along with me, uh, you can do that at home, and we can do that in the hall too. So I'm going to start reading at verse 1 of Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Well, good morning, everybody. There's, uh, there's lots to be thankful for. That's really what we want to think about a little bit uh, together this morning in what's been a difficult year. Actually, as we, we look back and reflect, we want to say that there's loads for which we can give God grateful thanks. But to do that, we sometimes need to kind of flip our perspective. In uh, 2015, a a man returned home from work one day uh, to find his uh, 15-year-old son was out of the house. Didn't know where he was. Uh, Just found a a letter on his boy's bed addressed to Dad. So Dad picks up the letter, he opens, he starts to read, and the letter said this, Dad, it is with great regret and sorrow that I am writing to you. Uh, I've had to elope with my new girlfriend because I wanted to avoid a scene with mum and you. I knew you would not approve because of her piercings and tattoos and the fact she's much older than I am. But it's not just youthful passion, Dad. She's pregnant. Stacy said we can be happy. She owns a trailer in the woods and has a stack of firewood for the whole winter. She doesn't have a job, but the other people in the commune have offered to share everything with us. Stacy's opened my eyes to love and, and freedom. She's shown me that marijuana doesn't really hurt anyone. We'll be growing it for ourselves and trading it with other people in the commune for all the cocaine we want. In the meantime, we're praying that science will find a cure for AIDS so that Stacy can get better. She sure deserves it. Uh, try not to worry, Dad. I'm 15. I know how to take care of myself. Someday, I'm sure, we'll be back to visit so you can get to know your grandchildren. Lots of love, Joshua. P.S. Dad, none of the above is true. I'm at Jason's house. I just wanted to remind you there's worse things in life than the school report on the kitchen table. Uh, Some of you would have guessed the punchline from that about three lines in. (laughs) That's that's fine. Uh, But it's about perspective, isn't it? It's, It's about getting our minds in a place where we perhaps look at things a a little bit differently. And and what I want us to try and do this morning is is look at 2020 slightly differently, perhaps. Psalm 100, uh, as we read it, it says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. 
For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Do you hear what the, the psalmist says? The psalmist says, look, God is good all the time. And his love endures, and his faithfulness continues, even through the last year, even through COVID and 2020. In um, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 18, here's one of those kind of unexpectedly challenging verses. Uh, initially, you read it, kind of trips off the tongue, but it's actually quite a challenge. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's actually a challenging verse, isn't it? Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. And that doesn't mean the Bible says, look, there aren't seasons of lament. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't mourn, and we shouldn't grieve, or we shouldn't weep. But it's saying, look, in, in all our circumstances, there will be something for which we can thank God for. In everything we go through, there will be a way of looking at it that says, actually, actually God, we can thank and praise you, because you are good, and your goodness continues, and your love endures whatever our circumstances, even over the course of this last year. And actually, as 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us, it is God's will for us that we take a moment to reflect and, and, and give praise to God and be thankful for what has happened. That's not to downplay the difficulties. That's not to just kind of pretend it wasn't that bad, really. It was. But to say, what actually can we be thankful for? How can we change our perspective just for a few moments to give thanks so really kind of the most part of what I want to say this morning is, is thanks uh, and then there'll be a, a bit of a kind of a, a sort of a, a challenge if you like or, or thinking about what we've lost at the end. So our first kind of heading if you like this morning is to, to look again at 2020 and give thanks actually for, for things which we can be thankful for. Some of these things might be a bit surprising to us. So what are the, some of the things that we can be um, thankful for over the last year. Perhaps the first thing, the most obvious thing, I guess, over the past year is we can be thankful for technology. Some of you may love tech, some of you may have fallen out of love with, with tech, but actually it's a blessing, isn't it? Think about this. Uh, Facebook was formed, uh, it came to the UK in 2005. YouTube launched in Britain in 2007. WhatsApp in 2009, Instagram in 2012, and Zoom, uh, in 2013, if COVID had happened even 15 years ago, all of the things which we've kind of used to help us really wouldn't have been available to us at all, would they? Now, the techs are kind of a mixed blessing, isn't it? We, we love it and perhaps we're slightly sick of it, but, but it's enabled us to, to keep meeting in some way. It's enabled us to keep putting services online. It's enabled us to do home groups via Zoom. It's enabled people to check in with one another and have little groups to encourage. Technology has had its place in the last year, and without it, I think we would have all struggled much more. We'd have had no contact and no services and no home groups and really very little way of encouraging one another and, and keeping doing what we're doing. It's actually forced us, technology has forced us over this last year to have more reach in some ways than we've ever had before. It's forced us into sort of a new and greater digital presence. Uh, online services and, and online resources. Regularly our online services get around four to 500 views uh, on average. Uh, our special services, things like Remembrance, get much more than that. Uh, we think about websites. Uh, Chris Evans, who looks after the kind of lots of the web stuff in, in the church, 
He sent me some stats for December earlier this week. In December alone, our website had 2,800 unique visitors, 5,200 page views. Our social media had uh, something like 4,000 likes or comments or shares. He estimates that the overall reach in December of social media was around 17,500 people reached with something. They, they saw something or, or something sort of hit their, their stream. We've had 13,000 video views through social media. Our YouTube channel has had 2,700 unique views with 9,200 total views. Now, of course, we know not every person that views those is watching the entirety. Sometimes people click on things and watch for a few seconds and go, but, but also within those numbers are uh, family units. So, so perhaps one view might represent five people. There's a lot of people reached through social media, through our website, uh, through our YouTube videos. Uh, these things, uh, th these things have, uh, have gone out like uh, never before. Uh, DVDs, um, boys and girls, in about 15 years, uh, you'll be showing, uh, I can't get this one out of the box, uh, you, you, <laughs> you'll be showing your own kids these, these kinds of things. Um, I've got my thumb stuck in it. Uh, you'll, be, you, you'll be showing your kids and grandkids these, and they'll go, what, what's that? We've never seen one of those before. He's like, it's a DVD. Uh, do you know, we've something like, uh, through lockdown, last nine months, something like 1,500 of these have gone out. And not only have these helped us to reach new people that perhaps we'd have never reached for, people that would have never darkened the doors of a church building, but they will watch on, online, but it's also helped people who haven't been able to get to church for a long time. People as part of our church body, our church membership, that, that are locked at home because they've been unwell for a long time. We, we haven't had the facilities to, to film things and to put them online and to put them on DVDs. We've helped those people too. Thousands and thousands of people have been helped and they've been reached uh, like actually we've, we've never really been able to do before through technology. Our Explore course, another reason to give thanks. I, I must admit when, when we went into lockdown and um, uh, John and Graham, two of our staff who sort of looked after this area said, uh, what are we going to do about Explore? I thought we, we can't really do anything about Explore. Explore doesn't work online. It'll never work online. It only really works in person. But they said, no, no, we, we want to give it a go. And so they ran a Zoom Explore course uh, back in spring. And, uh, and to my surprise, and perhaps to theirs too, I think we had more people on that first Zoom Explore course than we've had to any physical Explore course, certainly in my sort of 10 years here. More people, people from all over the place. There was a guy from Canada uh, Zooming in every week to do this Explore course. There's a great story of a girl from Southport up north uh, Zooming into an Explore course earlier this year. Uh, we think she, she probably became a Christian uh, in the, during that course. And she said, okay, how do I find a church? So Graham put her in touch with a church in Southport. And the, the minister of that church phones up. Graham says, who is this girl? And Graham says, well, she, she knew somebody. She, she's been doing our Explore course. She wants to find a church. Uh, where does she live? Gave the address. So oh, that's great. We've got a home group that meets three doors away from where she lives. See, there's, there's those kind of stories happening through lockdown because of things like technology. The community uh, work that's gone on this year has, has in some ways increased. It's been a, a real encouragement to keep showing kindness to people who've been in difficult situations. The food bank uh, down at Project 229 has fed 900 people this year. Uh, food bank, boys and girls, if you don't know, it's, um, it helps, 
helps people who, who perhaps don't have really any money for all sorts of reasons. They haven't got any food in their cupboards. And so uh, the team of volunteers in the community and from the church, they every Friday, they're, they're in the food bank at uh, the Spotty Building, Project 229, and they, they, they fill boxes with, with food so that people who don't have much say, so there's some food. You don't have to be hungry this, this week. 900 people this year, five tonnes of food has gone out from um, nine tons of food has gone out from project 229 uh, actually 8600 people have been fed across bedford that's up 1500 from the year before it's been a great opportunity to show more kindness uh, the hampers at christmas 40 of those went out the helping hands thing that was set up this year uh, to help people during covid over 30 volunteers have run 115 errands for people whether that's picking up food or or doing a pharmacy run or a bit of diy just to help people in difficult situations the financial support fund this year has raised 22,000 actually it's more than that 22,000 has been given away to people linked to our church community this year 22,000 people who maybe they've, they've lost work maybe they've been furloughed and not quite enough to make ends meet 22,000 pounds has been given by your generosity to help those people. We can be thankful for these little opportunities to, to show kindness, to say that we know something about God's kindness to us and, and though it's been difficult, we've been able to show kindness in lots of ways. That's things to be thankful for. It's a witness to the gospel. Christmas uh, has just come and gone and uh, there's things to be thankful for there as well. Our carols at home, uh, online service, over a thousand views i think 1100 as of last night uh, the the stars at christmas the carols for kids thing over a thousand views of that again that's uh, views are funny aren't they that, again that might be people quite watching the entire thing but some of those views are, are fours and fives aren't they in, in households people watching and then sharing and friends watching people watching these things actually all over the country and all over the world would have never have hit those numbers a year ago We'd have never had a thousand people watch our carol service, a thousand people come to carols for kids. But I reckon we've probably had more than a thousand people watch each of those because of the way we've sort of been forced into doing them. We've had 70 families uh, doing the Nativity Trail that uh, Tamar, our Director of Families and, and Youth and Children, put together. Speaking of them, there's a, there's a slide with some pictures uh, on it. Uh, boys and girls, some of you will recognise some of these uh, groups. Nothing going to come up on the screen. Uh, oh no, we've gone too far there. Back back a couple. Um, all these groups, you recognise some of these? Some of you have been to these, haven't you? Uh, whether these are things like Bible Explorers or Tic Tacs or Chaos or Havoc or Swashbucklers. Uh, the Swashbucklers Holiday Club that Tamar did in the summer with the team, uh, over 300 views every day. 24 new kids have joined Tic Tacs because of that particular uh, event. Uh, we've had the Hero event. There are 160 children and youth still regularly accessing the groups that are being done in various ways. There are 55 team main members still finding creative ways to serve. And there's something like 150 packs go out each and every month to children, to families at different ages and stages uh, to help them. New people have come. Uh, new members have joined, even in this past year. Uh, new babies have been born, Amara and Nathan. And there's a couple more expected quite soon too. 
God has provided for all of our needs in this past year, really in a in remarkable way, at a time when many people have been financially hit. Actually, as a church, we're, we're okay. Uh, because we've, we've saved, we have had a, a bit of a drop in income, that we, we kind of expected that would happen, but it's not been as severe as it could have been. And because we haven't been spending money renting spaces quite as much, like we've not been able to use this space for a long part of the year, we haven't used the spaces we use in the community for lots of the, the kids' work and so on, uh, we've saved money on what we would have spent kind of renting those. So between what we've saved and the little bit of a drop we've had, actually we ends of, we've made ends meet this year. We're, we're thankful for that. Now there's a, there's a challenge there because as those things start up again in a few months' time, uh, we're going to find our expenses go up again. And uh, may, maybe I could ask you, if you're, if you're somebody that's been coming and, and you've never started giving anything at all to help the ministry of the church, maybe now's a time for you to think, look, could I, could I support a little bit all of the things that uh, go on? God has provided for us in terms of staff. We can have that, that slide we just had up again of uh, pictures of new staff that have started this year. Naomi has picked up the, the CAP role, our CAP centre manager from John. Uh, we're thankful for that provision. Graham has uh, come on board uh, to do some training and to direct our, our outreach ministries. Thankful for generous provision into our training fund to help us train Graham and to, to employ Graham. And uh, starting this week, just well, starting tomorrow, uh, Neil Gillies has taken on the role two days a week of our, our kind of uh, financial controller looking after the budget and, and, and all of the money and the finance. So we're thankful that God has provided those people and provided the money for us to, to, to employ them and to, to get them serving and helping in the ministry. We're thankful that the building project has been able to keep making progress this year. A whole team of people uh, working away. You won't have seen much of that. A lot of it's behind the scenes, but it's made good progress. And we're hopeful that this spring we'll be able to put in a, a pre-planning application on, uh, on the site that we have uh, to, to think about how can we develop that and develop this uh, community centre that we're hoping to build in the next few years. And volunteers, we're so thankful for you. Uh, the way in which you have kept adapting and kept willingly serving in all sorts of areas, whether that's in, in tech, uh, whether that's stewarding these meetings, whether that's serving in teams, whether that's uh, being or, or leading home groups, uh, administration, deliveries, uh, working in the community, uh, navigating risk assessments. Uh, you've kept serving, you've kept adapting, the ministry has kept on going, and many people, as we've said, have been reached. Psalm 100, Verse 4, and his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name. The Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Even in a difficult year, we can look back and we can say, actually, God has been good. His faithfulness has continued. His love has endured even through 2020. There's loads to be thankful for. Here's the thing that might slightly slightly blow your mind this morning when you think about it. And this was uh, one of my colleagues pointed, pointed this out to me when we were sort of uh, talking about this together and, and what we wanted to reflect on. Um, here's, here's the thing I want you to hear and think about, and this, this will be one just to mess with your head a little bit, is lots of the things I've mentioned, lots of things for which we can be thankful have happened not in spite of COVID, but because of COVID. Have you thought about it that way before? Lots of things, lots of the good things that have come, they've not, especially the, the online stuff, the reach, 
All of that stuff, it's not happened in spite of COVID coming along. It's happened because COVID came. It reminds us of the words, doesn't it, that Joseph speaks to his brothers at the end of of, uh, his story in the book of Genesis, where he says to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God meant it for good. Or it reminds us of the words of Romans 8, uh, familiar words to some of you. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. We know that in all things... God works. In all the things that have happened, even the things over the last year, God has been at work. He's not caught God by surprise. He's not going to say to God, oh no, what are we going to do now? Somehow God has forced churches into these new ways of doing things. Somehow God has said to his church worldwide, what's really important to you? If I take away most of the things you normally do, what will you do? And do those things, and churches have, and, and churches have found that, guess what, they're reaching more people than they've ever reached before. I've just given you some stats on our church, but think about that in our town. Think about all the other churches doing similar things. Think about the churches across our nation, all of them doing similar things. Think about churches right around the world in what has been a pandemic doing similar things. It's estimated there's something like 37 million churches around the world today. Many of those will have stories just like the ones that I've told you. God has been at work in unusual and surprising ways this last year, reaching more and more and more people than ever before, not in spite of a pandemic, but because of the pandemic. As I say, that doesn't mean that, that we think pandemics are, uh, you know, oh, well, it's just a pandemic. We can, we can still rejoice, we, but it's, it's still a bad thing. We still lament it and, and mourn it. We, we grieve what we've lost, but we stop and we take perspective and we say, look at what God has been doing in the midst of difficulties to get his message out, his good news out to more and more and more people. It means as we go into this new year, we can be active and we can be confident that God isn't caught by surprise. God's plans aren't frustrated by what's happening. But actually God is absolutely at work through all that's happening at the moment. Here's the second thing I want to say, though, the the final thing. Um, And it's it's a bit more of a plea. This means to, to look again to get our sense of of perspective, to look again and think about the things actually that we've lost. Now, many of those things are quite obvious, aren't they? Many many things that we've lost, we we know very well. But I want to say to you, I I think there there are things that we might have lost that we haven't realised we've lost. I think there's, there's perhaps something in particular that we need to think about and just reflect on as we go into a new year and say, there is something that has really hurt us and will continue to hurt us. But you might not be that aware of what it's doing because it's not always kind of obvious to us and um, to to kind of um, get into this idea a bit I want to read you a verse from Hebrews 10 uh, 24 and 25 Uh, it says this uh, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching do you see what what the writer Hebrews is saying saying we, we need to spur one another on if we're to keep going in the christian race we must spur one another on how does that happen what is what is the means by which that happens what is the vehicle by which we can spur one another on is by not giving up meeting together the writer of the hebrews seems to think there's a link between meeting together and keeping going and friends, we've lost that. 
over this last year. There's, there will have been a cost to not being able to meet together. There'll be a cost spiritually to not being able to do this. Now, we've, we've done it in the emergency, haven't we? It's the right thing to do to be good citizens, Romans 13 tells us, to obey our leaders and our government, to, to do as we've been asked to do, and to protect and care for the most vulnerable in our community. It has been the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. But there is a cost to it. There's a spiritual cost to not being able to meet together. It's, it's not like you can go, well, we could meet in person, or we can meet in line. It's, meet online. It's kind of the same thing. It doesn't really matter. It's like, no, look... Meeting online has been something we've done in the emergency, but it is deficient. Meeting online is something we do in, in emergency circumstances when we really can't meet together, but it really isn't the same as meeting together. It, it, it really isn't. that there is, there is a spiritual impoverishment that will have come for as long as we're not able to gather as we'd like to, to sing and, and spur one another on and do all of those things. It's... Um, it's a bit like camping, isn't it? Boys and girls, any, any of you been camping? You, you, can, you can raise a hand. Uh, you can raise a hand at home if you like. I can't see you, but raise a hand if you've been camping. And, um, uh, and when you go camping, you, you need to take some stuff with you, don't you? So you might take, um, you, you might take a torch. If you go camping, you've taken a torch before. Uh, you need a tent. I couldn't bring one of those. It's too big. Uh, you, need, you need something to sleep. You need a sleeping bag. You might have one of those funky little um, cooking stoves uh, to... Boil some water or make some 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 food. Um, if you're really extreme, you can even get these these things called rations. These little ration packs, little silver packs of of kind of grey slime, and um, and it's it'll keep you alive in an emergency, but it's not nice. See, camping is. If I said to you, do you want to go and do camping for a couple of nights? I reckon most people would go, yeah, that sounds fun. But if I said to you, do you want to leave home and and do you want to go camping for nine months? I think most of us would go, not really, not really. I mean, like, you could survive. You, you, could, you could stay alive camping and, and, and cooking beans on a little stove and, and boiling water and eating ration. You could survive, but, but would you thrive? So that's, 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 that's why I, the thing I, I think I feel I, I worry about, really for us as a church, all Christians actually, is, is we can survive online. We can't thrive online. We can reach people online, but, but in terms of people growing, we, we want to be a church. We're not just growing in numbers, but we are growing in depth of our relationship with God and one another. That kind of thing, I think, is very difficult to do online. I think I'd say, look, I, I think I'd say to you, um, if, if, if you're kind of, you know, you're, you're core members of this church and you've, you've been here years and, and you, you guys are going to be fine Things are going to open up again in a few months. You're going to come back and, and you'll be fine. But I guess the folks I worry about is if you're a bit more fringy at church, if you're a bit more kind of, well, you know, I, I come when I can and I, I tune in when I like. And my worry is, you know, going to church is a habit and not going to church is a habit. And some of us may really quite enjoy our Sunday mornings now where we think, do you know what, I can get up and maybe I'll catch the live stream a bit later, maybe 11, I'll sit in my pyjamas and I'll have a bacon sandwich and a cup of coffee. And I kind of like church this way. It demands nothing of me. I watch what I want. I kind of access what I want. We, we become consumers of content. But church is never meant to be that. Church is it's, it's called a service for a reason. And uh, we spur one another on by 
meeting together. And I say, look, as we, as we go into 2021, we've got to think about what we've lost and how we've been hurt by not being able to gather. It's been the right thing to do in the emergency, but we'll have lost through it. I think our mission as we go into 2021 will, will not only be continuing to, to seek the lost, to keep sharing the good news with as many as we can. I suspect we'll have to do a lot of work uh, going after prodigals, saying, actually, look, who do, who do we know? Who's in our circles that, that perhaps have drifted away over the last nine months, that perhaps have got into that kind of consumer mentality where they watch what they want when they want, but they're actually not too fussed about coming back to church because they quite like their new way of doing it without realising the harm that it's doing to them. And we'll have to think about service too, won't we? When all this starts again, one, one of the interesting things that we're going to have to think about uh, as a church and individuals is um, COVID has made us slow down and that's been good. And for many of us, made us kind of go, do you know what? I'm not sure I want to go back to that crazy busy pace of life. And we've already picked up in lots of our service teams, you know, people saying, do you know what? I, I'm just too busy. I was in too many teams. I need to slow down. I need to step out of some things. And, and maybe as a church, that's right. Maybe there are some things we have to say as a church we're going to stop doing because we got too busy. That's easy to say. That's pretty hard to do, actually, when you start identifying what it is you might want to stop. But some of that might be forced on us, too. If, people, if enough people step out of enough teams because they don't want to be busy anymore, you know, we're going to have to think about that. We're going to have to reflect on, on that sense of our mission, our service, how we get back in. This, the, the road back isn't going to be easy, is it? It's not over yet. The vaccine is going to take several months to roll out. And as things do ease up, it's not going to be like one Sunday we're going to click our things and go, right, it's all back to normal now. We're going to have to keep going through this um, very tiring process of keeping on going, right, what, what's the risk assessment this week? What do we need to change this week? What are the guidelines say we can do for these next two weeks or this next month? And this process is going to take a while. The, the road is still ahead of us and it will be hard and it will be difficult. And it will require us to, to steel ourselves to keep going, to keep encouraging one another as we head back towards some sense of normality. But really the only way we're going to do that is to, to hang on to those words, aren't we? Psalm 100, verse 5, the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I want to conclude by just uh, giving you a very quick quote, which I found on um, Facebook on New Year's Eve from uh, Nicky Gumbel, who's the, the vicar of a, a large church in London, Holy Trinity, Brompton. And his words, I thought, were good, um, a good sort of call for us as we go into this new year. Uh, and he said this, uh, <clears throat> as we go into 2021, look back and thank God, look forward and trust God, look around and serve God, look up and seek God. John, thank you.